just imagination and chaos, you know? You make things, you break things in the span of seconds just with your thoughts. Kinesthetic style, but only within the mind. Take a whole idea and like deconstruct it and then rebuild it in like a completely different way. Swimming in chaos. Welcome to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now. <laughs> Let's go. So today we're gonna be talking. Oh, did we already say welcome to the? We studio? did. Okay. Also, straight out of what Milan? Are we taking a Seven Seas Mediterranean fashion? What is this? Fashion is always important. There we go. I w- I wish I could own a caftan. See what happens if I did. If I owned one or jumpsuit. Personally, I wish I could take out my heart and then put it into a box and then bury it somewhere. You know what I've never tried yet? Rompers. You should try a bra- Okay, honestly, rompers are good for guys, but crop tops. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> there no. is nothing to crop. Oh. You would have to crop me out, bro. No. <laughs> this is how it's gonna go. <laughs> guys, on, guys in crop tops. That that is. Good. I want to be so fit that when I wear a romper, I want it to be the most flamboyant thing I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. Like I want it to like, be the lightest butt, pink, like, tight. Yeah, like I want it to be the lightest pink, and I want it to be the most tropical. Like this leaf. kind of pink, like yeah, tropical. yeah, that exact aesthetic. <laughs> as I want that on my body, but I have to be like legit, <laughs> just fit though, because I want to be able to show it off. Like if I were to make a good indication of all the hard work in the gym, you know, sometimes okay, what I do is sometimes I buy an outfit that I would look really good in, but only if I was really fit, and then I work out as the goal. Like, one time I got this really nice crop top, but I had been not working on my abs for a long time, and I was like, this will make me work out. And it actually did. And then I got to wear it, and I was like, I refuse to wear it until I look amazing in it. That's funny you say that, because I actually have a vest that I really, really, really want to wear, but I realize I have to have bulkier shoulders, mm-hmm. because the vest is actually, like, this big on me. Mm-hmm. So I actually need to be bulkier, and I was like, <laughs> hmm, that would ruin all my shirts I that I out. own. That's true, but it would ruin all the shirts because all my shirts are medium and I have to actually offer a large then. Just wear them really tight. (laughs) (laughs) And then... (laughs) What are we talking about today now that we've been talking for two years? Confidence. 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 Um, Yes, I want to talk about confidence. I feel like it's about time we talked about confidence. Have we not talked about it yet? Um, I don't think we have. We've dabbled about it. We've we haven't actually. We mentioned it in like every other episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's put it this way. How how are you so confident? Um. Okay. So I read this book. Gosh, I really just started <laughs> off my sentence like that. That hurt me. Miriam um, Dictionary defines confidence. No, no, no. Okay, so I read these two books, and they honestly helped me so much. The first one is Mark Manson's um, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." And then Jensen Zero's You Are a Badass. Those two books, honestly, were so helpful for me because naturally I struggled with trying to figure out what's the line between being confident and the line between being arrogant, right? Cocky. I don't want to be cocky. I want to be confident in things that I should be confident for, right? So basically yes. a big takeaway from those two books was like, don't victimize yourself, right? So that's like a Absolutely. big part of it. But, but this was the thing. It was, okay, so this was the message, right? No matter what, if something happens to you, it is your responsibility. It's not always your fault, but it's always your responsibility. So, for example, let's say I get a C on an exam. That one's actually my fault, right? Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility. I can't blame someone else. I can't be like, this is because I didn't get enough sleep. This is because I didn't have the chance to study enough. This is because the professor made it too hard. I'm not allowed to do that. I have to take responsibility for it. It's, hey, 
I didn't study enough. It's not an excuse. It's an observation. Next time I'm going to study more, right? And let's say um, the professor adds a whole lecture on something that, or okay, let's say, let's say I was late to class one day and then my friend gave me the wrong lecture notes, right? This time, now I take the exam. It's not my fault, right? But I got to see. If, it, if me saying it's not my fault, it's my friend's fault, how does that help me? It doesn't help me. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I got a seat, regardless of if it was my fault or not, right? So taking responsibility, and that made it so much easier for me to realize that when I actually achieve something, I also take responsibility for that. For example, like getting into oh. the research lab that I'm in, a lot of people like with the, like I, I honestly got into the research lab at like a perfect time where like he was about to publish a paper. Um, I got to present at a conference just because I happened to be in the right place at the right time. I don't agree with that. It's like, I take responsibility for the fact that I'm there, even if not necessarily, like, even if the stars aligned for me to pop in at that exact moment, like, I worked really hard behind the scenes, no one saw that, but I'm able to take responsibility for the fact that I am there, and it helps me with my confidence, because it, it makes me realize everything that happens to me is my responsibility, and ramble. But yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I feel like a lot of folks are too easily diminishing their own value, mm-hmm. especially in a lot of things in life. Whereas, and I, I don't know if it's brought about brought about by the system where we are again theoretically, if there is a system in place, but the system that somehow we're only praised for the results we bring to the table. So mm-hmm. even in the realm of confidence, people will see us as what we bring to the table now, but not realizing that a lot of this actually took work. Right. I mean, the thing is also like the person who succeeds is the person who failed way more times than you did. Oh, so yeah. If anything, they're a bigger loser than you, but they still succeeded. So why don't you just lose yeah. more, you know, like be a loser. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, if you're afraid of failing, how can you really call yourself a success? You haven't really, like, that's where the battle scars are supposed yeah. to come up. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> like, we need, I mean, as a seven, too, it's like, imagine me having to say this. We need pain to grow. It's like, uh, but it's yeah. true. I mean, like, it's like the thing of, like, oh, I don't think I could get into that program. Did you apply? Like, it's, it's like when people say, like, I hear this sometimes. Some people are like, oh, I could have been a doctor. I'm like, did you get into med school? Like, no, they didn't apply, you know, but they're like, oh, but I could have. I'm like, you don't know unless you did it. You know, you really don't know. So therefore you can't say you could have been a doctor because even if you applied, maybe you wouldn't have got it. You never applied. because for us any doms, we really see the the whole price of you could have been something because for us, we could have been everything, but that's where we, that's where you have to make a decision kicks in. Right. At some point, I realized I did need to make a decision. I can't just hold on and, like, you know, be on the edge of the boat where, figuring out where the wind blows, you know? Like, I got to decide. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that a big part of that was just, like, actually tapping into my, like, TV of, like, let's do something instead of let's just, like, try things. Like, let's actually do it. Mm. Maybe it's, like, more of a mindset thing, but I think it's, like, where where your mind is, that's where your time goes, and that's where your energy goes. Well, okay, putting connecting it to type, is it like getting to be grounded in some way? Because I would say <laughs> it's funny because three te was the one that got me grounded. Um, fi was the one that got me kooky in high school. Like it got me to be really hard pressed and like people see me as a judgmental person now. They haven't seen me how bad I was before. Like I was literally to the point where I just really meant being hateful. But mm-hmm. now that's not the case anymore. But 
what it is, the transition, I would say, from being the ENFP of back before to the ENFP of today has been a lot of realizing where to pick your, like picking your battles, Mm -hmm. knowing when to apply your judgments on certain situations and not just jumping into everything right away because, oh, and like you mentioned about being, taking responsibility, I realized, uh, I guess at the ripe age that I needed to be to think about that kind of stuff is that I was responsible for me. Like, yes, I had parents. Yes, I had these things, but in a world where those are no longer going to serve me anymore, I need to be able to be my own parent. Mm -hmm. So that kind of kicks in. So when it comes to the topic of confidence, it's like, well, you play into the game of, well, you know, you are now the only player on left in the arena versus the world. How do you work around it? How do you work through life? You can't just work around sitting, telling yourself, basically, I'm just a landfill of garbage. You can't. Like, (laughs) you can't do that. You have to, like, at the end of the day, you're the one that goes home to you. You're the one that lies in bed that you have and if you and didn't of course, like, like some people it. have more opportunities to do stuff and you know like there's privilege of like i have the ability to be able to think about these things because i don't have to worry about like my next meal you know like there is privilege that comes with it but in the end like it comes down to you yourself well i mean let's put it this way even in the let's go into the preventative philosophy measure where even if i did have someone cooking i still need to be able to put myself in a situation where i had to be able to cook for myself at right, least. so it's planning yeah. in the expectation that the things you have can be taken from you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, too, like, life experiences have definitely helped in a way. While I did not, like, it's funny because we can actually parallel your experience with mine because you took the academic route mm-hmm. and I took the workforce, right? Like, straight mm-hmm. out of high school, I immediately went into the workforce. And the jobs that I picked weren't really, even, like, NF jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I was... I went in for high school, my graduating course, well, not graduating course, my graduating requirement of volunteer work outside of school was welding. For those who, <laughs> I know how to weld. Yes, people. I know how to work with metal and fabrication, blah. But again, it wasn't something that I was interested in, but I can say that I have it under my belt because I did it. And right. so when I'm faced with something like, oh, I broke my glasses, I'm not going to cry about it to my dad as if like, oh, no, I don't know how to fix it. I 100%. Well, it's like practical and professional skills that you possess. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's also why I think I struggled a little bit with studying science because I was like, let's say I study science, what practical skills do I have? Which is why I decided I'm going to learn coding because that's an actual practical skill compared to just I know a lot about biology. Okay, and let's say I don't get into grad school, and what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, plus, come on, like folks aren't actually one dimensional anyway. So like seeing you being able to take bio like full on and also be having the side lines of like other hobbies and skills and talents is I think very important because I feel like folks, and I'm going to say be generalized and again with the statement that don't defeat, like don't be so defeatist of yourself that just because you picked one thing, you can't be another thing. You can 100% be another thing. Like, I went over the weekend to chop wood, guys. Like, I learned how to use an axe. You know, I'm an NP who have, I think I have really bad SE. Like, I saw the wood lo- little log fly off many, many times. But I did it. I got me some firewood. Like, <laughs> <really> fun. <laughs> like you know, you got to release some tension. And so, like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't give ourselves the, op- like, maybe that's another one. We don't give ourselves the opportunity. Give yourself the permission because you are the one inhabiting your body. Right? <laughs> I, think, I think, like everything, like, it needs to come with a balance, though. It's like, let's look at what your priorities are. 
And let's say you have like your top two or three priorities, like those are important, yes. But also besides your top two or three priorities, you could, if you yourself are one of your top priorities, which I hope you are in your top three. Um, my priority is like my pillows and my girlfriend that I haven't seen for six months because COVID. <laughs> Sad. No, okay, like, okay, let's see, let's see. How can I rephrase this? Let's say, well, okay, anyway, I was trying to say, if you are one of your priorities, then you should be able to prioritize, like, self-care. And as a three, I like to always be go, 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 go. But luckily for me, I love, like, reading, for example. I love to read, right? So I could use that as a form of self-care while still fulfilling my three, you know? So, like, try to find something where it intersects or or it doesn't have to intersect, you know? You could just just take time for yourself because it actually helps you more when you are of sound mind. Well, yes, actually, that's, I want to add on to that because by being, like, let's say you do prioritize other people because you're that kind of person that you're an other people focused. I can't relate, but let's say you are. Uh, if Maybe they have, you guys haven't realized this, but if you put yourself first a little bit, you realize that you're in a much better framework of mind to mm-hmm. handle being of serv- mm-hmm. service or of it's help like the to little the person cliche you want saying to. that I don't know if I agree with, but the thing like you can't love other people until you love yourself. You know that saying? Okay, like, well, let me give you the better logic about to put your oxygen thing on yourself first from the plane before yeah. you give it to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I agree with that. The, the loving yourself thing, I don't understand because I... I do love myself. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like to not love yourself. How to love, love yourself. Okay, so... Uh, so confidence. Yeah, confidence. Well, okay, how's another one? I also observe confident people, right? I think a big thing, as here's the thing, as a seven, we have a, an issue of idealizing people too much, but then that's where you, you know, realism starts to kick in. You really have to start using that tool more effectively because you start to realize your heroes are not heroes. They have struggles and what made them heroes is what makes them human, which what makes you relating relatable to you, to them, therefore continue. You know, right? Like that polar TI moment really kicked me. Oh, it made sense. It made sense. <laughs> so people need to start realizing that, you know, the people you idolize really get into you know, interview them, get into the deep end because they're struggling okay, yeah. the exact the same thing way. That gets annoying as like like let's say, okay, freshman year, honestly, like general biology. I was not a good student when I entered college. I didn't know how to study. I didn't really want to because in high school, I never like learned because I never made myself do it, right? And not an excuse, an observation to grow, right? So for first quarter, I worked so hard, but I didn't do well. Like my grades were not good. And I worked really hard. I spent so much time. So what I did was I talked to people who were smart you know I'm like how do you study they tell me how they study I try them out I'm like this actually works cool you know but also something that gets annoying is um when someone comes up to me and says like if I get an A on something right now and people are like how did you do it you know and I try to help them because I once also got really bad grades like very recently like it's I relate you know but then when you approach them and try to help them they say oh but you're smart I'm not And I'm like, girl, with that mindset, you can't do anything. You can't assume. Also, the thing is that it's, it's and it's not because I'm smart, because I worked harder than them in the right way, right? And I'm like, and if you worked harder in the right way, you could do the exact same thing. Yeah, it seems like there seems to be some form of self-dividing where you like to categorize, like a folk who's doing that. They're victimizing themselves. Yeah, categorizing that somehow. They're saying, it's not my fault. I'm not, I'm so dumb, you know? I'm just not like you. And I'm like, 
Well, and it's also a way to cushion the blow of the disappointment in themselves that they're also feeling. In yeah. that self-defeatist thing, right? Is it fear-based? Because I feel like it's fear-based. I can agree with that. I feel but like there's like, a, a it's point like, there. It's because they're scared to just admit that they might be doing something wrong. And I think me, differently, like, my right when I started, I was like, I'm studying incorrectly. I know that, you know, or I'm not spending enough time. And I knew that immediately compared to people who are like, it's not me. It's everything else but me. And it's like, again, it comes back to taking responsibility, right? I, if, I, if I thought initially, I studied just as much as them, which might have been true, mm-hmm. but I got a C and they got an A. This isn't my fault. They're just smart. If I said that, then right now I would have, like, 1.0 GPA like you know I mean and the whole point about not being not comparing yourself I kind of had this view where if you compare yourself to help ease with the self-deprecating attitude if you compare yourself to others you instantly lose nowadays when I compare myself to others I Someone instantly win but it's a whole different mindset now yeah. <laughs> but yeah like if you're the type of person that when you compare yourself to others and you instantly feel like you've lost don't compare yourself to others that's one your biggest mistake because it's like that it's also not correct either because you're comparing yourself to a person who is armed with a completely different set of experiences. Mm-hmm. But that does it, but anything, that logic applies to themselves yeah, as well. Anything, if you want, like you could talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> like what I did was I became like, and not just for this purpose, obviously, but I became friends with the people who were the smartest in my class, and then I learned from them. Like, I learned actually that's something that my mom told me too. Did. It's weird to be like, yeah. oh, this is my mama, my Tommy, but. That's exactly what it's you're true. telling me. She's and people like, say, hang like, out with the smarter GPA ones. Your GPA is like an average of your friend's GPA. I'm sorry, I'm talking about academic stuff in school. But, you know, like your GPA is average of your friend's GPA. And I was like, these guys all have perfect GPAs. I'm going to pull them down a little bit and hope they pull me up. <laughs> like, they pull no, me up, that, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like there's going to be some comments where people are going to be like, oh, but what about people who are just nice to you, but they're not that smart? I'm like, that's fine i guess it's how i see it i think it's still acceptable however again don't compare yourself as if that somehow affects your worth because you could still be friends with those people like i still think so in my head however you also have to be able to be responsible for your own intelligence well in that- i think interestingly like okay as a three right my confidence or whatever is supposed to come from my accomplishments right so mm-hmm. the things I do, so like you and I talk about this sometimes, like we are very confident in things that we know we're good at, right? We're not confident in things that we're absolutely trash at. Yeah, right? I, don't, I don't play sports for a reason, not that I can't do right. it. Right, and you're Just not like, I can't shoot a three-pointer, so yeah, you're not, not like, I'm so confident I'm the best basketball player. Why would you say that if you're not good at basketball, you know? But the thing that sets us a little bit different too is that we are very confident with the things we do, but barring that, we're still confident in ourselves because, not because we know we're worth but like we actually have skills just on our person that are helpful plus if you came into the room prepared what's to be scared about yeah well i mean i'm trying to say like it's not just like let's say we go into a different field where our accomplishments that we already have are kind of irrelevant uh yes confident Mm -hmm. people because we know that we ourselves have skills you know that we developed we're not like we're not we're not like we come in with nothing you know yeah well i think to add on to that as well is when you know for me having not have any kind of specialized genetic that didn't stop me because if i focus on transferable skills that's the attitude that i'm going to be taking right so like let's say you go into a room and you didn't know anything about what's going on in the room but you can remain consistent in your identity enough that yes you are 
typically kind of nice. You know, you're a little bit, you know, <laughs> trying to describe myself. I'm like, I'm kind of compassionate, you know, quite generous. Um, I can take that to the next room. I don't have to worry about... I mean, the thing is that we know, <laughs> even if, like, there's, like, it's a field we're not familiar with, we know what we bring to the table still, which is yeah. why we're useful. Like, I know, even if I know nothing, I can be encouraging, you know? Like, well, yeah, I, when I, I went into um, the fire tech thing, I was I have no TI, and I'm an SE job for the heck, but I got top sales at the time because I was nice to people and I gave it to them real. I told them, you know, if you got this fire extinguisher, it's smart, but if you get it, you know, if you get it from somewhere else, you'd be smarter. Right. But you also have to be able to install it yourself. I can do it right now because right. I'm here in your presence. Right. So they're like, all right, I'll take three. You know? <laughs> yeah, you tell <laughs> you them that. Yeah, exactly. But I, I give them a, like, where do you want to be? I actually spent a summer also selling books door to door and like you did the fire tech thing. And I think yeah. it taught us both to interact with strangers like yeah, i don't regularly. think i over i don't think i oversell because i can't mm-hmm. i don't like <laughs> let's be real there is no product in the world that you're gonna die for like let's mm-hmm. be honest you could live mm-hmm. without any of them <laughs> yeah i mean you <laughs> they just were made for to, our convenience yeah. not for our survival right? right so but that's kind of like where the whole upsell thing of mine kicks in the angle that i choose to be in because right. like you're like you know there are a lot of fps who are uncomfortable selling because they don't understand what it feels like to sacrifice your identity so as an fi user myself to to supply supplement your imposter syndrome fellow fps it's realizing that by being real you could still accomplish the exact same thing you still have your identity and you could yourself. still have your identity <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean granted let's be real you didn't actually lose it begin with but let's wait till you figure that out in about five years fellow fps but um <laughs> yeah like you didn't lose your who you were when you sold something you kept it real and that's the right. po- most important part you tell them you tell that customer how it is be like yeah this vacuum is fantastic you could get a cheaper one but this one has bubbles <laughs> right and i like bubbles so exactly. and I don't know like, <laughs> you gotta sell the points that are different or that are beneficial which is a you're gonna set it up for them you know be like it's a, you know like those kind of things and it's funny too because people I think are afraid of oh but what if no one buys from me you'd be surprised what people will buy for so much money you'd, <laughs> you'd be, be surprised, surprised. Yeah. I was debating buying a bubble machine okay like if it became okay. a bad purchase you should have bought it though <laughs> yeah but I got, I, I, got think... I got the desktop fan though so I'm happy I did I had but imagine if it had bubbles I know I would have had like a bubble machine during camping that would have been fantastic but whatever um, that's not the point here I, as a king of delayed gratification as well yeah. <laughs> I will eventually have that bubble machine yeah. it will happen um, but yeah the no, point being with the whole again with folks who are probably struggling with confidence in all that stuff and I mean this is because you know how there's some folks who come up a lot like I have a mental thing and it's like that's I, w- I don't want to come off mean and non-PC by saying that that's not an excuse because I have met so many like neurodivergent like folks who suffer through some kind of things and they are pushing it. And we're They're not saying it's not so hard. hard. But again, it's your responsibility. Like the guy is holding, he's a manager like at a grocery store. Like that's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, he handles other people's scheduling and people are like, oh, but aren't you like slow? Who said who decided? Clearly, like, you could go with uh, the definition, yeah, it seems like he's slow because there's some form going on. But in yeah. this situation, he's killing it. I mean, the thing about neurodivergence is, like, everyone knows, yes, you have to work harder than the average person. You do. But also, like, you can do it. And also, there's a lot of lazy, normal people. So normal people suck. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna like close out this video on that happy. I love note. how I tried to redeem myself and just, um, <laughs> yeah. If you have problems with what we said about neurodivergence or neurotypical or whatever, leave a comment and we'll respond to it. Because if we or not, up, because we suck at leaving messages. Well, I assume you're gonna reply. <laughs> always and i just don't answer but yeah i mean honestly all like, my friends who are i'm yeah, gonna like roast okay me sorry i'm now. trying to fe shut up um like you know like again like we don't am i digging myself into hole? so basically what i wanted to point what i wanted to make out is that even if you have mental barriers and this is a spiral dynamics graves theory that i'm touching on if you have mental barriers if you have physical barriers if you have environmental atmospheric barriers to your life identifying it is the first step and going about with it knowing that like you know with the knowing it's half the battle situation Mm -hmm. when you are now armed with the knowledge that you are a certain way then you can find ways the alternatives to make sense of it because you've seen so many people and i'm not going to be specific here but who have, and I mean barriers like obstacles, it could be disabilities, it could be any of those things. And they found ways, they found people, they found um, who can help them, they found other aspects that they've managed to work around with. Um, I know a lot of folks who are like that, and it's fantastic to watch. It's inspiring to watch them be the way that they are. And to say that it is a barrier for you, I would say as a reframe, as a seven, good that you know what makes you wrong. Now, what's your next step? Because at least now you have it on the table. Now you're aware of it. Because I'd rather you be aware of what makes you suck than not be aware of what makes you suck and you go around arrogantly parading and not have anything under your belt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we're going to close or out. The FP kicking in. <laughs> we're going to close out the video here. So we'll see you on our next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>